Welcome to the Take Him With You podcast. A Friday night affair, and in the city heat, always a party there, along the sunny street, and it was guaranteed the place to be was Rocket Town, Rocket Town. The drinks are two for one, inside the crowded bars, the girls would make their run, out on the boulevard, it was the other place we lived. That song came out the same week as our honeymoon. Really? Because I thought it might have came up out even earlier. I, I remember the song very well from our early days. Our early days. We're, we're talking 28 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, I got the cassette demo of it <coughs> from uh, my friend Mary. And uh, Mary, took it out on yeah, our honeymoon. Mary the Christian bookstore. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why I remember it so much, as you playing it in your old Cutlass Supreme on your cassette player. It was rocking. It, you know, I have a lot of fond memories of listening to Michael W. Smith and um, Amy Grant and Scott Wesley Brown. I remember listening to Scott Wesley Brown on our honeymoon, too. And I have a lot of fun memories of listening to the Scorpions and Striper and Philadelphia. And, uh, you liked Michael W. Smith, too, didn't you? We listened to it together. Yeah, DC Talk. Mm-hmm. DC Talk seemed later, though. Well. Yeah. But, yeah. So, we're... This has been a very long week again, but it's good, you know, one day at a time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you you haven't really had a day off in a while, but today we did do something exciting. This morning, this morning we went out to breakfast with our one of our sons and daughter-in-law. For their um, wedding anniversary. For their one-year wedding anniversary, a year ago, Friday. Yeah. They got married in our front yard. And yeah. You, and you did the ceremony. I did. And it was a very small little wedding, and we went out to Chinese food afterwards and had a little Safeway cake, but they got they got wed. Mm-hmm. And so we had a great time celebrating today, and... And um, we found out that her parents share the same wedding anniversary. Not the same year, but the same day. Well, they couldn't have the same year. Yeah. <laughs> they just <coughs> they just. They've been married 38 years. 39. 39 years. So, happy anniversary, Mr. and Mrs. Beaver. <laughs> okay. That's her name. All right. So I that's... wasn't. I don't know if they wanted to be mentioned on the podcast, <laughs> but there you go. I don't think they'll mind a happy anniversary wish. Sure. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 39 years. That's a that's a good job. We got to uh, visit my... Uh, oh, did we already talk about visiting my mom at the park? I guess we did. Because we did our, our podcast a week ago. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But there's some, some things that we both did this week that were rather chilling. Oh, gosh. You know, the big... Um, what is it? ALS ice bucket challenge. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, you got nominated to do that first. By the Vanderloos, by, by the, the Rusted Robot podcast people. Thanks, you know, guys. I should have actually um, nominated her. She too. did it. She already, already but it. she'd yeah. already done it. Yeah, that's both of them right. did it. They that's when they nominated me. Mm-hmm. And then then you got nominated, <coughs> and Thanks, you guys. nominated several of our podcasting friends. It's true. Al and Wayne. Wayne and a fellow DJ on the harbor. And so Reese. I was trying to think. Well, I wonder if I got nominated. Who I would who i would do and then guess what i got nominated you did <laughs> and so actually al al tagged me on his um video al kessel al kessel mm-hmm. he does a lot of podcasts so and he's a, a, a voiceover or uh audio audiobook narrator narrator yeah so um if you need your audiobook narrated he's the man He's the man. So he tagged me. And so then I went and I thought, well, who could I tag? And so I tagged several female podcasters. Um, and so we'll see how many do do it. I know Jen from the Anomaly podcast said that she was going to. And I believe Joyce Kessel um, is, is going, going to, to as well. She was nominated by two people. And I think uh, Jen and Angela were nominated by others as well. But. Angela had already done it. Right. So, but Jen was going to do it for the Anomaly podcast. And um, I did also nominate Women Talk Sci Fi from Australia. But they were probably sleeping when I nominated them because they're like. Did you tag them? I I actually posted it on their Facebook page. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Catherine showed me how to do it. (laughs) She had to upload my video for me because I'm not real techie. Well, you didn't wait for me. Well, I couldn't because you took off to go. You had to um, have a meeting this afternoon with a couple that were gonna. You're gonna. Do I'm doing pictures, pictures for their wedding. Pictures for their wedding. Yeah. And then you had to go record some lines at the radio station. Uh huh. And so I'm like, Catherine's going. You're. You're. It's almost a whole 24 hours, Mom. And I was concerned about you getting home late and having to do it when it's like dark and really cold because it really wasn't i mean it was a warm day today it maybe got up to 70 but when the sun goes down it gets chilly fast so yeah i thought i'm almost out of time cat goes well i can do it just hand me your iphone so so then when when we recorded yours we used the professional equipment the high you know this fancy camera with the fancy stand and then Catherine actually dumped the water over you well when Catherine and I did it I just had my iPhone and a bucket of water that I had to dump over myself well um Catherine made sure to get plenty of ice in it (coughs) so it'd be plenty cold and I went to go dump it over my head and (laughs) I kind of threw it over me and so it did drench my back but it didn't really look like i got wet so Catherine made you do it again my director and camera person made me do it again that's so pretty she funny went and got more water more ice and i tried again and i was already half wet but the front of my hair didn't get wet that much so that when i did it the second time about half of the front of my hair got wet, but more of the back. So anyway, I just, I guess I'm not very good. But hey, we we were on a limited crew with Catherine and I. You had, you know, like a full film crew. Well, me and Catherine. <laughs> but we helped you, but you weren't home to help me. So I did the best I could. <sighs> yeah. yeah, it was pretty funny to watch the uh, blooper. Oh, yeah, I showed you. I didn't post the blooper, though. I was just laughing because you didn't even know your own strength. You just shot it right over the top of your head. <laughs> I did. Go, like, well, I guess we watered the garden. <laughs> and and you made a donation also on top yeah. of us. Yeah. You know, so we didn't just do the, the No, I, I've heard this. Well, Catherine shared the statistics that over half of the people taking the challenge aren't donating. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of silly. I mean, I would rather have somebody donate than pour water over their head, but I think you should do both. Yeah. Why not? It's fun. I know some people are sick of it, but, you know, it's raised massive awareness. And a lot of money for and, it. And I do understand that the organization um, 
is under fire for not spending their money correctly. So I don't know. There's it's you know with so much awareness about it. Hopefully there'll be some accountability. They should be, you know, and it, and it can be any kind of organization. Um, we've seen this in oh, gosh. in the Christian community when millions of dollars come into an organization. Mm-hmm. It's easy for the leadership to justify large salaries. Yeah. And so, you know, we have to um, remember what it's about and that yeah. hopefully the majority of it will go towards... Um, research, research and a cure. I um I was curious because um, several people in my family um, have suffered from Parkinson's disease, which mm-hmm. is similar to Lou Gehrig's, but not as quick acting, I guess. But it still can be debilitating, and so I went to um, do some research about maybe donating to that, and. Um, I went to Michael J. Fox's website, and one thing I thought was was pretty cool is they said on um, his foundation that 89 cents of every dollar donated goes straight to research. Oh, so, that's cool. So there is, what does that make it? 11 cents out of every dollar has to go towards like administration, fundraising, publicity. Right. There, there's overhead, you know, maybe, you know, renting, leasing buildings, equipment. You know, there's different things that are expenses, but um, they have the majority of it that's going towards fundraising or not fundraising, <laughs> towards research. And, you know, we've we've had family with MS and must and muscular dystrophy and Parkinson's and all those things, they're not fun. And it'd be nice to see some cures for them um, as, as well as ALS. So, but that's really been going around lately. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to, I didn't enjoy the cold, but <laughs> it was for a good cause. So um, I, I knew it was just a matter of time before somebody challenged me. So yeah. And then uh, Bridget, Vanderloo and my buddy Sean. Yeah. They got me. Rested robot. They had a really good fun one though. I like theirs. Yeah. It was cool. So, so what else did you do this week? Oh boy. I had so much going on. I don't remember. (coughs) Busy constantly. I didn't get a lot of sleep this week because I was so busy with things. I had a bunch of different things going on. So, but I got to do, I did websites and I met with clients and I did, um, what else did I do? I don't even remember. I did a voiceover for a company in California. Um, Still working on finishing up some videos. Yeah, I met with a client about a big website over in, uh, or downtown Aberdeen. I met with them. I met with a friend. Did my radio stuff. And uh, the big thing, really, though, that's on my heart now, is I was offered a um, offered a part time job, another one. Yeah, and it, it's a for a period of time. It's not well, you know. Everybody's probably familiar with. Every once in a while, I'll play a sermon or a or a message that I've done at the Baptist Church in Raymond. Well, they've asked me to um, fill in for a extended period of time. And I have to decide if I want to do that or not. And if it's something that I feel led to do, um, it would take up another significant chunk of my time. So everybody could pray for me about that. I'm feeling pretty strongly that I'm supposed to help. So we shall see. But it really depends on uh, you and um, also on my energy level. And Did you look at me when you said you? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) why does it depend on me? Uh, you're my wife, dear. <laughs> One thing I've learned over the years, you're my wife. And we better be doing stuff together or it isn't going to work. But, you know, that's interesting that you brought that up because I was thinking about that earlier today. And it's part of the reason why I enjoy doing the podcast with you so much is about 29 years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, we met. At Grace Harbor College and mm-hmm. started to um, go to 
a Christian club together and have Bible studies together and and we talked about our faith and our life and what kind of music we liked and you you know like to come out and visit me and when you asked me if you know to marry you I was like well um yeah yeah okay <laughs> you were not you looked at me like what <laughs> i think my eyes got really big and, but but we talked about you know marriage and and why to get married and we felt like we would make a good team and that we could serve god better together than as as individuals and you know and and that's not the case for everybody sometimes I know in the in the New Testament, um, the Apostle Paul was writing to different churches and and said, "Hey, if you can be single and dedicate your whole life to God, that that's great." He goes, "That's that was kind of how he rolled. He he liked to you know be single and to be able to move from place to place. That's what God had called him to do." But we felt like um, God had called us to live and work and serve together that we could serve God better together than than apart and so that's what we've been doing for 28 years 28 and a half that's right yeah (laughs) so um yeah it's been quite a while but you know I I enjoy talking to God with about God talking to God with you Whatever. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Where are you going with this, dear? I was just saying that you're talking about about wanting to make sure it was okay for me. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, and I wasn't thinking. I mean, you're putting it all in nice spiritual terms. I was just thinking when you're happy, I'm happy. <laughs> oh, really? So that's all I was really thinking. Sorry. But you, but know, you learn those practical things you when you're married. You know what? When you're not happy, I'm not happy either. Yeah. It's, it's good to keep you happy, too. Yeah, well. After try. I don't know. I'm probably hard to live with. At times. Well, you're not denying it, are you? Yeah, hey, I'm up to the challenge. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... So anyway, we have everyone can pray for us for they I think they're wanting a decision from us and we're kind of <laughs> Well, I need some time to you know, they propose something and I have to kinda of go counter propose and then and then comes the uh the plannings and the putting it all together and I mean I don't do anything little so I have to Well and this is where I think he has to make sure I'm happy because Whenever Rick has taken on a responsibility, it means that I take on that responsibility, too. When he put on plays, I was making props and painting sets. And, you know, when when Rick has done sermons or retreats, I was helping cook food and, and haul equipment. And, um, and so... The idea of him going back into a regular ministry position, even though it's part-time, it's um, a lot of work for me. But I had a great idea. I shared it on Facebook that you were thinking about doing this sermon series from the book of Nehemiah where Jerusalem had fallen and the walls had got um, pulled down and there was just a rubble. And so Nehemiah asked permission of the um, king. Was it the Persian king? I think it was. Um, You'll have to, you're going to be preaching this. But he was asking permission to go rebuild, you know, supervise rebuilding the walls. So so you have this whole sermon series that's, you know, going to unify everybody and talk to them about rebuilding and, you know, and having faith and work at what's in front of you and, you know, all this. And so I, in my head, as as you were talking about this, I could picture, 
in in the scripture it talked about Nehemiah told them to have a hammer in one hand and and a weapon in the other so that if they got attacked. It was actually attacked, a trowel in one hand and a spear in the other. Or arrows or, yeah. Spear. So so they had to work with with only one hand so that they could be ready to defend themselves from the attackers. And, and so I thought, defend yourself from the attackers. I could dress up as, as um, what's her name? <laughs> Zena. <laughs> Isn't it Zena the warrior princess? And I could demonstrate for you. <laughs> I, don't th- I, don't, I don't even understand why you think that's funny. <laughs> I could just picture all the... the... I can't. I cannot, I can't even picture that. I don't think you even consider it. That's why I'm kind of going, huh? <laughs> and, and, you know, a leather skirt and, and you know, just the... I think the... maybe you want to do that. <laughs> you know, I just think it... it, it uh... You, I you never... would dress up as Buffy. Oh, yeah, well, Buffy dresses, well, sometimes she dresses kind of skimpy. Most of the time she dressed pretty modest, though. But, yeah, you just, you know, there's women warriors in the Bible, too. Okay. Deborah led the, the army into battle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. She, so She um... was like the, the Old Testament version of Buffy. All right. Or Zena. Okay. My sunflowers are going to bloom pretty soon. Or one of them did. One of them's huge. Yeah. And yeah. We've got a, We've got probably about four or five little sunflowers. I noticed how you just changed the subject really. <laughs> and my dahlias are beautiful. Our dahlias are beautiful. Our flowers. Yeah. Yeah. I should go take pictures, good pictures of them tomorrow well, sometime. It's, yeah. It's dark now. But I watered them real well. Oh, good. And I've I, got to... Um, and I got the ladder out and got the hanging baskets down so I could could clean up the petunias. They were getting kind of shabby. Yeah. Tomorrow I've got to finish a video, or at least the rough draft of a video, and then I have to go do my radio show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then when I get back, I've got to work on a new project for the city of Aberdeen. Uh, they're doing, or actually for a place called the... Um, um, downtown um gosh Is it revitalization or yes something? aberdeen revitalization movement okay. they have a, a new video screen in their window and i'm doing the um putting the video together they've got a they hired a guy to make this really cool fly through of the new visitor center they want to build and i've got to put together a bunch it's, of different stuff if they build it it's pretty pretty wild looking yeah lots it's pretty of neat. glass and yeah big wooden columns you can see the i do the website it's at downtownaberdeen.com mm-hmm. and you can check out all the art and stuff that we're working with we're working with some really cool people there's this guy named christer that's a very very creative talented guy that's doing artwork and stuff for us is and he, and then one the, of my fellow workers at the radio station is working on communications with us. And then a former boss of mine named Scott and his son Daniel are working on some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm working with a, a really cool guy from up on the Bainbridge Island where my folks are at now. Mm-hmm. His name is Scott, and he's helping And with he stuff. drives all the way down here a couple days a week. Yeah. And the manager of the radio station that I work at is also uh, involved in it. Her name is Donna. Mm-hmm. And the list goes on and on and on, and so it's a lot of fun, and it's different. I rub elbows with people that uh, are really cool and are kind of movers and shakers in the area, and it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's quite fun. And I did a big website for uh, Boomtown Records, the new vinyl record store in town, at boomtownrecords.com. I cleaned out our dresser drawers this week. What does that have to do with that? You're talking about what you'd done, <laughs> so I thought I'd share what I did. Uh-huh. And I have two big garbage bags to go to charity. I have clothes I don't wear anymore. Yeah. And some of your t-shirts you, you said know what I think would be wear. fun is if we actually went out and bought clothes and took them to charity instead, instead of, of using our them. leftovers. Yeah. Remember when we did that with the kids in our youth group? I still remember the one time that you, we were having a kind of local mission trip. Yeah. And, I remember this. And That's told, what I was referring to. Oh, okay. We told the kids to bring so much money for food for the week. And mm-hmm. then they were also supposed to bring some non-perishable goods to donate to the um, food bank. Food bank. But I think we took some of the money 
and donated the money to the food bank. No, this is no, we didn't do that. We had we said the first night we uh, when you come, make sure that you bring your money for the trip and then also uh, some food to donate and to the to the uh, mission or to the uh, food bank. So everybody showed up and we said just put the food over there. So they all put their food on this big table and we had what 25, 26 kids. Yeah, or so. so they brought like. There was a bunch of different. They brought all sorts of different tuna stuff, fish and there and was like canned, corn canned and liver and you know weird stuff that you'd pull out of your cupboard that you really don't want, you know. Or top top ramen. But what they stuff. didn't know, uh huh, was that was their dinner. Yeah, and we had a little cook stove. We had we, a cook stove. We had them cook one can them. opener, I think. No, we didn't even have a can opener. Well, no, they had to figure out how to open it. Okay. And uh, anyway, we said, here you guys go. This is your dinner tonight. You'll have to put it together yourself. Here's a little camp stove that you two, can cook with. two burners on the camp stove and two pans. So they had to like mix. Yeah. I remember they mixed like chicken noodle soup and top ramen and yeah. all kinds of the, interesting but the, things But the together. funny part was, and we were trying to get this across, is if you, they knew they were going to actually eat that, mm-hmm. they would bring completely different stuff. So they basically brought the stuff they didn't they wanted to get rid of, and they ended up having to eat it. And then we said, you know, how do you think those people feel that come to the food bank when all they get is the lima beans and the and the gross stuff? Pickled pig's feet or something. Right, right. Yeah. Well, they had to eat it, and they did. But boy, it made them think twice about what they donate. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing. The one thing is you used to work for the mission, and I know that whatever clothes that they don't they don't need at the time they bundle up and they sell like they to sell, go overseas yeah. yeah so even if it's not your best clothes if you donate them that money when they bundle them up and they sell them they get like 13 cents a pound which doesn't seem like a lot it is when you have a but, lot of stuff but they'll bundle up a huge amount and sell it it goes like right. to china or something to make teddy bear filling or something i'm not know. sure but um but they do get some money for it so they can use that to buy pancake mix or cheese or whatever they're needing different meats and stuff mm-hmm. yeah so yeah why how do we get on that um i talked about cleaning out a dresser drawers oh okay all right okay <laughs> you know i was thinking about that as what? i was cleaning because last weekend i Deep cleaned our fridge, took everything out, washed it out, and organized it, put it all back together. Thank you, by the way. You're welcome. And, you know, going into the house, the house didn't look much cleaner. Matter of fact, it might have been looked a little bit worse while I was doing it because I had empty containers sitting out on the counter and the garbage can got full. And But just in them when I was cleaning out the dresser drawers today... Um, and yesterday I took everything out of my dresser and was deciding what I hadn't worn, got rid of it, and and then organized what I had left that I actually wear. And, and I thought, you know, sometimes in our lives we can be working on things that no one ever sees. You know, sometimes there's things in our life that need attention and no one ever notices that we've done anything, <laughs> but inside we're different. Like inside the fridge got clean and organized and inside the dressers got clean and organized. And sometimes we'll be looking at, at people and going, man, are they ever going to have any change in their life? And yet there could be a lot of things going on inside. So don't judge a book by its cover. I guess that's what I'm saying. Great. That, you know, we don't know what, what's going on in people's hearts but that just kind of reminded me of you know cleaning up the inside sometimes and and sometimes that's more important than cleaning up the outside a lot of times i think jesus had something to say about that (laughs) yeah he did yeah so i i don't really have a whole lot more to talk about tonight um but i did want to touch base real quick i don't know if anybody's been following this but the uh that uh mega preacher up in the seattle area only a couple, yeah. And there's a been, lot uh, of... Call, been called on the carpet for being angry and mean and all this different stuff. Anyway... Um, Plagiarizing. And... Um, 
it's kind of it really was interesting because when I read about okay, so this guy has been he he has a, like what fourteen thousand people total in the church and in like five different states and he kind of was a little phenomena up in Seattle and phenomena yeah phenomena yeah but his style of preaching was pretty brash and bold and listen to one sermon yeah very male dominant type of one very male dominant type of religion that he preaches and anyway a lot of our friends and people or not i don't know if a lot of our friends now um a lot of our previous friends kind of follow his teachings and different things like that. And it, anyway, um, a bunch of former pastors and people that worked with him since they were such a big organization. Twenty-one. Yeah, or more, I'm sure more than that that didn't write anything. But they came out um, with um, abuse charges and stuff that he had been bullying them and doing a bunch of different stuff. And, you know, some people would say, well, gosh, you know, buck up, camper. You can handle it. But bullying is a real thing. And it's not cool. It's it's it has not only physical implications but psychological. Mm-hmm. And and um, there are a lot of people with sociopathic tendencies in power in in groups. All different kinds of organizations. Yeah, not just the church, but in other places too. Well, anyway, um, these folks brought out finally, you know, brought out some stuff, and and uh, he was asked to step down, you know, and of course he didn't. But he did. He did come out and say, "Well, you know, I'm gonna, I'll take a break for six weeks, and you guys can, you know, check on the allegations and see if they're true or not, and all this different stuff." But it's just really interesting when I read through the charges mm-hmm. that that were leveled against him. <laughs> they were very serious, but it was almost exactly the same as what we went through. Mm-hmm. How many years ago now? Seven years ago? Around there. And I couldn't believe it. I just mm-hmm. sat there and went, oh, my gosh, these are exactly the same things that we dealt with. And and we had many people not believe us. Mm-hmm. And it was fascinating to me today on Facebook to see how many people are defending this mega preacher um, and and saying, well, we don't we can't judge him and we can't, you know, all these different and not saying anything about the poor people that stood up finally to him mm-hmm. and said, don't bully us anymore. You can't do this anymore. It's not right. And even had proof. But those people aren't looking at that at all. They're just saying, oh, poor poor guy. Pray for his family and stuff. And yes, we should. We should pray yeah. for him. We should pray for his family. But more importantly than that, mm-hmm. we should be praying and helping out the victims that he bullied and was mean to and yeah. was nasty to and slandered and hurt and... You know, it's just amazing to me how many people will take the side of the bully mm-hmm. when they don't they don't realize. And we yeah. were in that situation. We were in a situation where we stood up against a bully and we were taken to the cleaners for it. Yeah. People we even had people our family that didn't believe some family that didn't believe us. Amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, amazing. And not just once. We've experienced this three or four times. Yeah. So now we have a little bit different look on things. So as soon as I see something like this happen, I get agitated and I try to come to the defense of the victims because, um, you know, nobody really understands what it's like. I mean, if you're if you've ever experienced abuse uh, in any form, you know what I'm talking about. It's it's a lonely road because a lot of people won't believe you because maybe that guy or that gal that's. um, done the abusing is charismatic and has a you know a personality that just you know maybe they're a good teacher maybe they're very talented maybe they're a musician i'm not talking just about in church i'm talking about mm-hmm. in any situation there's a lot of ceos in the world today especially in the united states that are are, are bullies and have walked over people to get to where they are and have hurt the people they work with but they're still in that position because they've have talent or they've they've learned how to mani- manipulate people, but we have to remember that there's a whole group of people, many more people than just the the person that's being accused that has that have been hurt, and they need our support and our help and our our um, believing in them. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've read that narcissism, which is basically being a selfish jerk. <laughs> um, is on the rise sure it is. in the United yeah, States. I've read that, that 
that it used to be people would get neurotic because they would try to be, you know, per- perfectionist. You know, they would try to be good and they try to be better. Mm-hmm. And in the last like 10, 20 years, that has declined, which, you know, it's, it's not good to always be neurotic and, you know, freaking out because you can never be good enough. But then there's this other extreme where people think, hey, I'm the best thing invented since cotton candy. And, you know, and they just think they're awesome and that everybody (coughs) should lick their boots. And that has been on the rise and it's it's not a good thing <laughs> well what they say is that that there are people that it's actual behavioral problems as mm-hmm. as like like a sickness like arrested development that yes. some, somehow yeah. somewhere along the line they're um, a traumatic experience something that happened to them in their youth and they never grew emotionally after that they mm-hmm. might have grown physically and even intellectually but emotionally, they're still back there in the, they this is how a, we get things a done. a four- or five-year-old throwing temper tantrums. Well, well they, they use people to get where they want to go and mm-hmm. to get their agenda taken care of. People become a number and a commodity. And when they don't worship, the, when the people don't worship them anymore, they get rid of them and get a new crop of people. And it just mm-hmm. keeps going and going. But they leave in their wake. They And it's not out in front of everybody because they know they can't get away with that. Mm-hmm. They know they can't stand up in front of everyone and be a, a bully. Even though this guy that we're that we're experiencing now and hearing about did some right from the pulpit at yeah. times and, and in his writings and his books and stuff, he was very bully. Well, so he got away with it in front of people. But can you imagine what it was like behind the scenes from a guy that would uh oh just I I don't even want to go into it because it just upsets me. I, I could probably go on for an hour or two about his treatment of women. Of women, yeah. Because, um, and you know, some of this is hearsay, but I had a friend who's who had a good friend that worked at his church on staff with him. Mm-hmm. And he had her convinced that it was okay. This mega preacher had her, had her had It was her okay for him to come in and verbally berate her and abuse her because she was a woman after all and women should be punished because of adam and eve yeah and i'm going what What? i know i'm women should not be punished and she believed it just because they don't have the same private parts as a man here's what i don't understand why are all these women coming to his defense have you i haven't figured that out that happened with us too when we confronted a uh, 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 pastor that was abusive, mm-hmm. lots of women came to his defense, and, and it freaked really, me out. They didn't realize he was ta- all he the would ta- sexist things. Oh, that he, he said. would talk about them, and he would do stuff. Oh my gosh, about, I can't even say yeah, what he would do. It was bad, but they didn't know that, and they came to his defense and just oogled over him. And I thought, oh my, yeah. But you know what? I remember something very vivid. I remember trying to explain to the congregation why we had to do what we did. And I'll never forget afterwards, I had ladies pushing me in the chest and saying, you're ruining this man. And we had all sorts of, never had oh, this yeah. happen in my life. I had, I but, had someone say they wanted to rip my face off. Right. But, but nice up came in church, up came this police officer mm-hmm. and he pulled me aside and he said, Rick, I believe you. And I went, well, thank you. What, what brings you to say that? Because nobody else was. Well, there was a few, but yeah. But he said, "Well, in all my years at working in the police force, you would not believe what we see in the middle of the night. We'll get a domestic violence call, and we'll show up to the house of somebody that is a mayor or a, a or person. prominent, per, you know, a, a chief or a you know, we'll show up at a place where you would never expect to show up to." Mm-hmm. And they're they're all charming during the day and leaders in the community, but they're abusing their wife. And he goes, and it's really weird. He said, Rick, we could come in and we could say, you you are doing something that's illegal. We're arresting you. We would put handcuffs on them. We'd walk them to the car. And as we're putting them in the car, the very lady that had been hit, be being beaten up by this prominent person mm-hmm. would run and jump on the back of the cop. And beat, start to beat on him and say, let him go. I love him. I don't want, you know, don't take him in. 
it's a sick and twisted world. Yeah. And and he said he goes so I I believe you. He goes I believe you that, that you know something is going on here, and uh, and and he goes I've seen it and people just don't want they here's what happens they don't want to believe that their hero, or their public figure or their star, or their person that they really are fond of they don't want to think that they have the capability of being mean or nasty yeah. or or vindictive, and so they pretend like they're not. But the reality is they don't know what they're talking about. Well, and I think I may... It perpetuates I think I probably said this on the podcast, but years ago, I learned something very big. That God is God and man is man. And there's a heck of a lot of difference between the two. Yeah, that's true. And one thing my grandpa told us a couple days before he went to be with Jesus in heaven is he said, don't get your eyes off on this doctrine or that doctrine keep your eyes on Jesus. And I think when people get all defensive over different leaders in a community when they're called on account for their bad actions, it it kind of makes me feel like perhaps they're worshiping the person instead of worshiping God. Well, and we, and, we as know, human beings will do that. And so that's just, you know, and it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be just in faith. You know, it could be a sports star or, a, you know, um, all kinds of a, a movie star or something. People are people and people do stupid things. They get selfish sometimes. They get, you know, out of control sometimes. Drugs or alcohol or power will corrupt them. And um, they might have started out the nicest person in the world, but have got off track. And, um, you know, and I have to believe, even though I totally don't agree with what this Seattle preacher has taught about women and gays, and I think he has come out very mean, yeah. mean-spirited, and mocked and, and mocked and made fun of people and yeah. and, you know, said if men aren't, you know, hairy chested and all kind. I don't know. He's just like he's he, over the top. He's over the top mean. Yeah. I, I have to say, I think he probably somewhere down in there started out wanting to tell people about Jesus and just got full of himself, carried away. And so, hopefully, he can get back to um, the basics and the what's important and well you know and point gonna, people to I'll, Christ. I'll be honest i don't really care too much about what happens to him yeah as much as i care about what happens to those people that he hurt so bad yeah but i'm and just, the people he's deceived and i'm and just saying it perhaps if he's no i'm no offense i'm not trying to say i don't care about him i'm just saying perhaps if he started pointing t- people towards christ and and god's love and stop being so mean. Maybe he could repair some of the damage he's done. Well, and I agree you with know. you. So yeah. you know, I and I know we we've been hurt by the people who followed him. Yeah, our family has personally been greatly yeah. affected by yeah. people who were really into his teaching. Yeah. So this is a real personal podcast for us. Yeah, I I just but, get I get upset when anybody will take their position of influence. And use it to hurt and people. And use it to hurt people instead of help. Yeah. I don't understand that. And I pray to God that we are not in that situation, that we aren't that we don't harm or hurt people in our quest to explain how we live and what we do. I boy, I I don't know. And that's I think when you get into such extremism, you you're gonna have a problem yeah. on your hands because it's our way or the highway. And okay. and you know the other thing too is when you start believing your own press releases, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one thing I did notice when I read through this latest article on the whole situation is that uh, this guy's hired a publicist yeah, to help him through this difficult time. Yeah. And I thought, wow, you know, but we had to do that. that we is, had to hire and, a lawyer. Well, that's only because the guy that was bullying half the people, well, at least all the staff and stuff yeah. in our former situation and a lot of people in the congregation, too. But. He was um, going to sue us. He was going to sue all the elders and their wives. Yeah, so yeah. the elders had to hire a lawyer because it we didn't know what to do. Well, it could have taken our houses because none of the wives were covered under whatever right, you call it, yeah. the liability thing. And yeah. 
so they could have come after our houses just because mess. we wanted him to stop bullying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. But that's another story in itself. All I know is this. Um, there is a real Jesus, and he loves us and cares about us, and he's not yeah. like... He's, he's not, not like, like the mega the preacher. Not like the crazy makers. No, he's not. No. And he loves any you know what he loves people the way they are. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't care if you're macho or not. He doesn't care if you're super feminine or not. He cares about your heart. He cares about you and he, me. And he doesn't make fun of us and he doesn't no. mock us. And he understands where we're at. That's the real Jesus. Yeah. And he has a wonderful plan for each one of our lives. And our hope is that those of you that listen to our podcast know him. And if you just know of him, we pray that someday you will know him. Mm -hmm. Because there's there's just something about having a relationship with Christ that changes life in a good way. And it you don't have to fall into the abusive stuff. You don't have to fall into all that junk. You can, you can have a relationship with God right where you're at. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say about that. That's, that's good stuff right there. We could just like erase everything else and just say that. Cause that's well, good. then it wouldn't be much of a podcast. Would it? <laughs> I'm not well, sure. we'd sure love to hear what you think. Yeah. Why don't you write to us? Rick at TakenWithYou.com or Amy at TakenWithYou.com. We'd love to hear from you. Or you could get a hold of us at our Facebook pages, um, Facebook.com forward slash Rick.Moyer. That's mine. Or Facebook.com forward slash Amy.Moyer. That's hers. Yeah. So, yes, we love to hear from you. And this has been a... Well, no, we want to pray first. Oh, yes, pray. Talking to God's always a good idea. All right. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your grace in our lives and all that you do for us, even when we don't even know what it is. <coughs> you are amazing. And... God, we do pray for all of these folks that have been hurt in this shakeup recently here in Seattle with the pastor and the big church. Lord, we pray that you would um, you would help those that have been victimized and hurt, that you would give them grace and that you would um, heal their hearts and help them find comfort and get them help. Mm -hmm. um, and we do we pray also for this pastor and his family that. Um, you would get through to him and you would grab a hold of his heart and uh, stop him from hurting any more people, we pray, and that you would um, have your way in this whole situation. God, I pray that it wouldn't turn other people off to you and to what you have to offer. God, let people see your personality, not what this man has painted you to be. And we just pray, God, for people knowing you and and trusting you god because you're amazing and thank you again for everybody that's listening bless them we pray help them uh in their walk with you and in their walk in life and give us grace we pray as we as we move through in jesus name amen amen as we move through move through what move through life yeah go ahead so this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2014, all rights reserved. Thank you, everybody. This is a Michael W. Smith in Rocket Town. Bye, everybody.
And one 